We have a big interest in creating what one might think of as cyborg systems. The particular goal here was asking whether one could innervate engineered heart tissue that may be used to replace damaged heart tissue such that one could actually monitor the behavior of that tissue in time and actually control its behavior if something's going wrong with a person's heart. Now, when you say monitor and control, how? We do that electrically. So we have sensor elements throughout the tissue in a seamless manner, as well as stimulating elements, elements where you can apply a voltage and subtly change the beating of the cells in the tissue while you're recording those with these sensor devices. Do you therefore assemble this in a dish? So you start with the electronics and build the new heart tissue around the electronics to make the patch? It's really made in a very seamless manner and you create a scaffold which holds the cells. So in three dimensions, we have this open mesh structure where we can put immature cells and then let those cells develop into a mature cardiac patch which has wires coming out which can address these recording, sensing, and uh, stimulating electrodes. And then this could then be subsequently implanted in uh, animal or ultimately a human being. How thick is it? Because the picture you're painting is one of like a meshwork, like chicken wire, with some cells stuck to it. Can one sort of fold this over on itself to make thicker or thinner or shaped structures? Exactly. It's made in two dimensions. So it's like a piece of chicken wire or screen that you keep bugs out of your home or window then that chicken wire mesh is removed from the surface which it's made on and it's folded into a three-dimensional structure. Literally, you can just take tweezers and fold this up and then this folded structure you seed the cells into. But critically, because it is in a sort of grid pattern, you've therefore got X and Y coordinates, if I can put it like that, for where on the grid those cells are. So even if you fold it up, you've still got the address for where a cell is. And so you can monitor individual clusters of cells that are on that grid and even send signals to individual groups of cells. Literally, and you really know one-to-one where your recording devices are. They're monitoring some group of cells. You know then where you're stimulating electrodes are. So if you start to detect some problem, you can immediately start to provide some feedback stimulation to correct that problem. And that's the longer term goal. Now, in the nearer term, one of the challenges with dealing with heart problems and engineering drugs and working out how the heart works and responds to drugs, it's really hard to study because it's a big complicated organ You can't make measurements from individual cells very easily. Could you make a model heart like this and then use it to test different drugs or different pathological conditions and actually understand at the level of individual heart cells what is going on? Exactly. Uh, Probably a much nearer term application of this technology would be as a pharmacological screening platform because much of the work today is done either in cells which are cultured in just a single layer or you treat a whole animal and you can't really see details there either as you intimated. Here we have the full three-dimensional heart tissue. It doesn't have to look like a heart but it has the environment that would be in any part of the heart and you can literally study 
how different drugs affect the real tissue. What's the evidence, though, that this will work? We've uh, studied this in rat hearts made from uh, rat heart cells, and it works quite well, and we've been able to do some really interesting things that haven't been possible even following the development of the beating of that tissue over time to literally controlling how the beating occurs. We're pretty excited about it. 